Welcome back to Square Eye Syndrome podcast, which is better than the evil title reign in New Japan. Thankfully, can't be worse than that. I'm Ben Gilman. As always, I'm joined by Tom Grave, uh, Grave Digger Hill. Hey. And Troy, Master of the Waifus, Salmon. What's up? Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> doing all right, it? me. Surviving, surviving right now, grinding. Grinding yeah. on a stripper pole. Whoa, whoa. Which is I opened up a kind of worms right there, didn't I? <laughs> on the street corner in Sheffield. On <laughs> the street corner. See you winding and grinding. Oh, oh, go on, Tom. <laughs> it's like a drag race idea. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Jeez, oh, I brought drag race once again. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a running joke. It's either, you know, there's the other two. I will not mention them by name because I'm going to make an effort not to bring them up this week. Right. So, anyway, who's up first? Yeah, I'm going to go first this time. It's been a while. Okay. That was not what we agreed, but feel free to go first. Fine. <laughs> Heck yeah. Let's do it. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. Let's be done. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So... Anime with witches. <laughs> that's what that's what you like to do here. Sometimes we kind of switch up and you know what I'm saying. Sometimes people go first and we just kind of jump in there. That's what you do. It's a witch academia. Oh, um, uh, no, no, no okay. it's not that. Oh, wait, I thought we agreed that I was go first in the first place, Ben. I thought that was the truth. That's 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 no, 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 that, that, that's, we're wasting podcast time. Let's keep the we've always got time for you guys, for you fans. Come on now. I'm going to start off now something called The Fugitive. A 1963 TV show. Awesome! There we go. Go on, Tom. There we go. Okay, so we've heard of The Fugitive. Okay, so remember Harrison Ford back in the day? That's the one I've heard of. That's the one yeah. you know, but this is the original. We're going back yeah. to the classics right now. So. Okay. Yeah. You pop Tom there. Tom pops nah. up. <laughs> It got more pop than when Evil won the title. Anyway, that's enough New Japan jokes now. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> hey, I could go all day about that. My boy lost Naito. What a wet fart that rest was. In, anyway. Rest in peace, Naito's title reign. My goodness. Rest okay. in peace, New Japan. Anyway. Oh, damn. All right, okay, so let's continue this. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not bury New Japan anymore. Uh, I love that company. Uh, so, okay, so Fugitive, American crime drama TV show created by Roy Hudgens. Classic QEM Productions, classic. Any kind of great, like, kind of age back in the day, kind of drama, procedural drama, QEM Productions have done it. So, it aired on ABC from September 1963 to August 1967, so literally four seasons. So that's how long it ran. And literally, I'm in the middle of watching it now. So I haven't even finished it. I'm still on season one. But this is, like, one of the great shows of all time, guys. Oh, oh my gosh. The greatest shows of all time. Oh my Oscars. god! It actually, it actually is considered one of the best shows yes. of all time. This in, stuff in its day, it was properly people were stopping their entire lives to find out what yes. happened to those characters. Literally, on my days you watch that show and you're like, wait a second, I want to see what these what is, what is people look like now. Every episode is like, okay, I want to see this. Just look at IMDb and this guy's still alive. <laughs> 
this guy was such a great actor back in the day. I want to see what he's doing. That's how great the show was. Every actor that was in every episode, it was almost like every episode was like literally a, a guest star was in it. That was this show. Because I won the originals. And also, and every quote that's literally happened in this show is happened literally down the line, every movie you probably ever watched in your life. Really? You remember, the mark, remember the mask? Now go on, go on. Go on. What do you say, Dom? I'm Ben. Sorry, I farted and my wife is suffering. Sorry, I, I've just... Sorry. Sorry. Right, so, thanks for that. Wow, it came out nowhere, damn. No, so oh, anyway, okay. my wife... Yeah, my wife's not happy. Um, so basically, what I was going to say was, um, why is it so revered? So the, the guest the guest actors... No, no, some of the guest actors, just the acting itself, like the plot, literally, there's a guy called Dr. Richard Kimball, played David Jansen, one of the best actors in, like, in history. Um, mm-hmm. There's like him and his arch nemesis, and a Lieutenant Philip Gerard. Literally, oh my days! I tell you something right now. Barry Morse, two of the greatest actors of all time, yo. These two, it's like anyone has seen them, the anime monster or the man or read the manga monster. I have it on my shelf. My goodness, this I, I feel in my bones, in my soul, this oh, show God. spawned that. This show, I know they got the idea from this show. Main character on the run, doctor. You know what I'm saying? Supposed to have killed his wife. One armed man. He goes, It was a one armed man who did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> and literally, literally, Lieutenant Philip Gerard, he's hounding this guy. Uh, episode after episode after episode after episode. Does this goes around America, right? He's on the run, so it goes around America. Yes, you run the state. Yeah, he's he's goes everywhere. It's crazy. Everywhere in America, every state, he's like chasing him down. Literally, it's crazy. Um, and at times, he literally, David Johnson's character, Doctor Richard Kimball, he has to help Lieutenant Gerard sometimes, say if he might be in trouble, and he's trying to chase him down. One time, there was an episode where he's with this woman because he's settled down in this um this town. I think it was Reno, somewhere in America, and. They he literally went to an island, a random island somewhere. And Lieutenant Gerard chased this guy down. He went in the ocean. He chased this man all the way across the ocean to find him. Wow. He really, maybe he just really smells really, really nice. This show is like, he's relentless. This is, this is why I went this one of the great shows of all time. This guy, he sounds like the goddamn Terminator. He's the Terminator of inspectors or lieutenants. <laughs> you ever paid your TV bill? Here he comes. <laughs> He'd find you. Trust me, like, it, oh my days. Anyone's a monster. Oh my days. Any house on a monster fan. Literally, this is the show's point. But anyone seen the mask? We've seen the mask, right? Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey, the mask. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. Seen it. You've seen it. So literally, only goes, it wasn't me. It was a one armed man. <laughs> there we go. That's another one right there. That's a quote for you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's quotes all over the place. Every movie history, TV shows. This show's done it. Trust me. So Fugitive, one of the best shows of all time. I think they're running it on um Horror Channel right now. Yeah, they're running it on the Horror Channel right now. Cool. So they're running it on there over here in the UK. So that one, one of the best shows of all time. So Fugitive was nominated for five Emmys and won the Emmy for Outstanding Dramatic Series in 1966. Yo. Um, it was ranked number 36 on the TV Guide's 50 Greatest Shows of All Time. <laughs> and the TV Guide named one the One-Armed Man, number five. In the 2008 list of the 60s, 60 nastiest feelings of all time, the one armed man, mm. yeah, he's an the one armed man is an asshole, <laughs> yeah, bro, 
He's only got one arm. I'll be an no, asshole too. The, the red herrings throughout this show. You think it's this guy? It's not this guy. It's someone. I'm like, what? And he, Lieutenant Jerry Gerard, he never tries to find the one-armed man. That's what's hilarious about it. For the first parts of that, the show, he's never tries to find him. He goes, "Oh, yeah, it's him. It's Doctor. You know, it's Doctor Kimball. It's him." Mm. He doesn't even worry about the one-armed man until later. On. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, uh, that's the future tip for you guys. Check it out if you can. Save, save, you can everywhere right now. Um, they do reruns, so that's the future okay. tip. Must watch. Can, where where can people see that, Troy? Where, where before, can... Horror Channel, UK. The Horror Channel. Sunday, yeah, so it's on there as well. Sounds like a bloody horror film where the guy comes after the fugitive, man. Slasher <laughs> <laughs> a movie. It literally is. But yeah, so you can see that of the UK on Horror Channel or wherever you want to see it, in the, wherever you are in the world. Um, probably got different stations over there. But next up, we have the Invisible Man. Another classic. I've got straight classics right now. Interesting. Yes. The Invisible Man, 1958 TV show. This is... Oh, that might be the oldest show we've covered on here so far. There we go. We're going back to the 50s, guys. There we go. Back to the 50s. So obviously, obviously, the original movie was 33. That's like that's like the classic. classic. Well, this is like literally a little, bit, a little bit later on. They made a TV show version of it. Um. So we've got this guy called Peter Brady. see him. But the question is, did you see him? <laughs> So as you know, probably everyone knows about the Invisible Man's kind of plot back story right at this point. Um, failed ex- well, experiment, gone wrong. Experiment on the rat. That tries to make him invisible, went invisible. And then his clothes got hit with this kind of wave, kind of radiation wave, hit him, went invisible. But in this one, obviously the original one, he kind of went mad, went crazy. But in this one, he's a character called Peter Brady. So they kind of switched up the, um, the character names and the actual plot of the actual show. Because he doesn't go insane. In this one, he's kind of like a hero. He's literally the hero of the of literally of America at this point. He's a hero. He goes around doing on missions here and there, um, just literally saving people's lives or just um, basically helping the world from kind of like threats to society. Um, so, <clears throat> so it's not Parahong, you're insane, like the thirty three adaptation. So literally, that is it, and. So he's like one of the best. So what you <coughs> so have you, have you guys seen um the Invisible Man, the original one or no I can't see him. That is <laughs> oh here we go. I didn't know there was actually a TV series. I knew the original film, oh. and obviously I'd seen like the um the remake, the Kevin Bacon one, Hollow Man and all yeah. that. Yeah. But I didn't know there was actually a TV show version of it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, because it's based on HG Wells, so because literally just calls on the way it starts up HG Wells, Invisible Man. I've re- I've read I've read the Invisible Man. The yeah. re- I've read the actual. You read it, okay. <laughs> but no, I didn't know that they'd actually that it'd been a TV show. Yeah, it's literally so different from the actual novel as well. Because literally, because in the in the in the, in the books, he like kind of goes mad in it. He kind of goes insane, right? Yeah. yeah, No, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. He goes <laughs> insane. So <laughs> that's what Hollow Man kind of follows the kind of trend. He goes mad, like most Invisible Men do. But in this one, he's literally just kind of calm. He's like, uh, yes, um, he's got a sister and um, a niece in the show. He's like, um, yes, yes, honey. Uh, go, go, go out to do eat today. He's literally the most calmest guy in the world <laughs> in this show. He's so calm. He goes out, does his missions, un- unwraps his head, his bandages. And in this one, he's actually his clothes are actually invisible because of because of like basically animal hair. So the clothes he had on, his um his doctor's gear, it was kind of like animal based. So they went invisible as well. So whenever he's walking around, it's not he's not naked. <laughs> he's actually got clothes on. <laughs> 
But I like that as well. That was kind that of would just, that would just be because it was a prudish 1950s American audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So running around naked. You can't you can't save the world if you if your dick's hanging out. <laughs> exactly. You can't be doing the Holloman style, <laughs> running around naked like like flashing everyone. You know what I mean? Damn, can't be that. Especially back then. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, there's like two seasons of that, and literally is one of the that's another great show as well. Straight classic, <clears throat> black and white. I just can tell I'm coughing right now. I'm kind of a little bit ill. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Um, it's cool, man. Yeah, it's so isolated at home. You're nowhere near me and Tom. It's fine. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Come on, guys. Nothing like that. You keep the confidence to yourself, bro. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so the secret experiment. So obviously, from time to time, everyone's going to try and steal this experiment. Everyone's like, wait. Literally, his, his best friend goes, wait, you're invisible. Do you know the kind of power you have at your disposal? He's like, uh, yeah, I want to be uh, normal again. I don't want to be like, this. what's wrong with you? Then his friend kind of goes, you can rob banks. You basically have the most powerful um, weapon in the world. And he kind of has to keep his, um, his um, experiment, as you would expect in the show. Everyone wants to be invisible at some point. You don't know what the heck you're going to do with invisibility. Everyone knows what they're going to do with invisibility. No, no, women's changing rules. I'm not going to go there because I know Ben's going to go there. Okay, no, check no. the ages. Check the ages. Rob ro- uh, banks every time. <laughs> rob banks. <laughs> What was that, Tom? Thank you. <laughs> no, you rob you rob banks every time. You don't go in the women's changing room. <laughs> you rob banks, then you go in the women's changing room. Oh, here we go. The other jeez. Did you see that, Tom? You go straight to the women's changing room. That the ages though. Where's the ages at? Yeah, 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 dude. I'm sure he checked the ages. I'm, uh, sure. uh, I'm talking about great women. You're very funny. Where's Dan? He can't save you now. He can't save you now. Where's uh, Dan? We need him. Jesus Christ. Okay. So, the original network was ITV. So that's what it was on originally. ITV back in the day. Um, but literally, I watched it on Amazon Prime, by the way, guys. I watched it on Amazon Prime. Literally, I'm just watching it back to back to back. I haven't finished it as well. I still haven't finished this one like um, Fugitive. But I'm watching it back to back. I'm enjoying my time. Episode by episode. I'm loving it. Seizure drama. H.C. Wells. Invisible Man. Whoo! Epic. Love it. <laughs> so, that is me done. Wow. Cool. Okay, done. So, there's no Dan because we've still got him locked in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Tom, you're next. Okay. Actually, maybe I should go next. You're better at ending it. Um, I, think, I, 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 think... I honestly, I honestly don't mind if you would like to go next. I will yeah. gladly offer up the floor to you. I know this podcast is strengths. I, I, you know, definitely um, because you know I always find Tom, you're a good ender and a good starter. Yeah. Okay. You're not filler, mate. You're not like. <laughs> a... Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to try and live up to that now. As soon as I'm. <laughs> Feel the pressure. I, oh, I do, I do. I've, I've been ill for a week, so I'm not as up on my TV as I'd normally be. But you know, we'll do our best. <laughs> we will we'll do our best. So I'm just playing for time. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Can you tell I'm not ready this week? I wasn't ben, ready. Ben, Ben's, the, Ben's the filler this week, guys. <laughs> I am the I'm literally. I'm the pad in between bread. I am basically <laughs> the butter in a sandwich right now. I'm just spitting <laughs> things over. Okay, so um, okay, so I have two shows to bring to the table. Um, you guys will most probably know the first one, so I'll start with the second one, the first one. Um, they're both from Netflix. 
Um, they're both from Japan. And I'm just going to get right through it before you guys say anything. So, uh, Lika Kuma and Kaoru, Kaoru is a very charming Netflix, um, like a Wallace and Gromit anime from Japan. Okay. But, but, but not like your 2D, 3D, but like claymation style. Um, it's so about like the kind of stuff you had in the original Clash of the Titans. Yeah, something kind like of, yeah. Um, but much better animated, like really fluid animation. Um, basically, it's like 13 episodes at about 10 minutes. Um, it's an utterly charming show. We watched it because it's cute, and my wife likes cute things, so we watched it um, earlier in the year. We rewatched it recently. It's about a woman called Kaoru. Kaoru. Um, she lives in her own flat. Um, there's not much talk in this world. She, she's surrounded by two bears and a bird at her house. So the only real talking she does is her and occasionally we see her work colleagues. But it's not really chatty. It's more just, um, just everyday quiet. It's more about physical comedy. You know, like Wilson Gromit does it really well. <laughs> um, so there's a big bear, which is Rikikuma, um, a small bear, okay. and a bird. Now, these characters are all from where Hello Kitty came from. Um, okay. it's, it's, oh. a, it's Sandra, I think, is the name of the company. Um, but then it gets a bit creepy. Um, how do I explain this? Um, so they've got a next-door neighbour... He's a kid, and the, 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 there is a little overarching plot that the, the flats are going to get demolished. Um, but every episode's a bit different, so it has a sense of community, but like it doesn't play, it doesn't hold itself accountable to it. So there is a funny episode where she keeps ordering stuff so she can like see the delivery man. There's a great bit where there's this like the whole flat gets filled up with boxes and exercise equipment. And the bears and the bears and the duck are using it more than she is. She's just using it so that she can talk to him. It's a bit creepy. Okay, so um, it's getting kind of creepy now. Yeah, that, that sounds like a stalker show. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's done innocently, but it's is this just... Japanese you? Or what's going on? No, it's, um, it's done for, it's for the family, but it's, there's that subtle Pixar Disney humour. They're like, if you're an adult, you can kind of see the underlining bit that the kids would miss. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, it's very clever. It's very mature. Um, but then you find out one thing, that the bear is a man in a bear costume. Right. It's just a bit creepy. It's um, just a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You find out, they open this cupboard up, and there's just this, all these bear costumes folded. And then you find out that the zipper is busted and you find out there's a guy. We don't see who the guy is. Neither do we know if the bird and the the other female bear are people. It's one of those weird things. It's just a bit off. My head went so many places. When you said the zipper was busted, I was like, oh my days. But you can see a little bit. It's him. You oh, don't okay. see anything dirty. It's oh, just my mind went weird. to the place. Sorry, Ben. Sorry. Um... But it, it's a good show. Um, there's not much to say about it. It's just a really cute show. But it's just funny. Not in an adult way. It's just uh, innocent. Well, uh, quirky shows, quirky shows, Japanese shows. 
Yeah, but it's different um, because me and my wife watched it because we could tell it was Japanese, but it was... Um, I don't know because we were in a worse and grommet mood at the time. We decided to watch it. And I know I'm a bit the weird one on Netflix that doesn't watch Stranger Things or Breaking Bad. I'm going to get to those one day. But like Netflix has got all these hidden little gems. And now I have the power to talk about shows that people have called me out on it. You never talk about a decent show. But Netflix is a treasure trove of good stuff. And that's what I want to bring to the table. I really appreciate it. No, sadly, there's no second season, but some people would say that's good. Because, like, that. it's, it's, a, it's a first season and no further adventures can ruin it. Short and sweet. Yeah, short and sweet. Yeah. Um, much like my wife. Um, yeah, she's trying to that one. There we go. Um, and the other one is um, you guys know of Juon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, are you talking about the, 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 the recent one that just came out? Have you seen it? Yeah, the origins. Do on origins. Origins. No, I haven't seen it. I was about to. Okay, so I don't know if you trust my judgment on this, but I would still go watch it. No, I trust you because you know what? You know what? Me, I, I watched Lock and Key. What you told me to watch, love it. Yeah, you haven't even read the comics, so like, no, I know. I that as well. They, they they kind of had to expand that a bit. So yeah, do on. Okay, so there's. Let me explain. Um, so Tom, you've seen Juan, right? The grunge. No. But you know the basic premise of the the spooky kid and the, the woman in the house. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you go in expecting to see them, that's not what this show is. Right. Talking to fans online who have watched it, I've now reevaluated my opinion of this show because it's the curse in the house. Okay. Not the people. There's, there's multiple ghosts. So it basically goes back to the origin of the curse of the house. Okay. okay. Right. So Troy will obviously know every, the other films, not the American ones. They're not good. They're a bit I've shit. Talk about the <laughs> Japanese ones. Yeah, I've seen them all. I'm not trashing America. It's just... No, the, they're bad. They're bad. They're trying to do Japanese horror. They just It doesn't work. But anyway... So even in Japan, the problem is the, the, the Juon's been done. So it's kind of hard to find a new way to do Ring and Juon. Even I would say in Japan, they need to stop doing these versions. But So they've decided to do a three-hour TV show over six episodes. Um, we follow various people, different timelines again. It jumps around. It connects them all together. And it's basically for a show that is basically one of the scariest films out of Japan and of all time. It's not about the jump scares here. Mm. It's about setting up the films. But it's not beholden to it. You know prequels, there's a problem. You kind of know where you got to get to. This doesn't do that. It doesn't reference any characters from the film. It just based the storyline on this curse of this particular period in Japan. Okay. Um, it's there's a schoolgirl. Um, there are some really horrible scenes, Troy. So you might want to watch out for it without getting into it too much. We follow a schoolgirl who's just moved to an area of Japan. Something very horrible happens to her in the house. Oh snap! Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what it is. Got ya. Be careful. <laughs> It's a bit dark. 
it's very dark. I'd just be warning you now to be careful where yeah. you tread. I had to put headphones in so the neighbours didn't think. Ah, yeah, stuff. okay. <laughs> I got you, I got you, me. <laughs> in case they thought that we were killing people uh, and other things. Um, so, basically, there's other people who are investigating it. They all cross over. I'm not satisfied with the ending hmm. because what they've done is they've decided, right, season two, that's always a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Especially on a platform like Netflix where there is so much competition. What well, from the looks of it, people are talking about it a lot, which means it's most probably done the viewing figures really well for Netflix. So the second season is most probably coming. Um, but I kind of felt like it lost interest halfway through. Uh, and I don't know. feel like it ended. Okay. I definitely think they're holding out for a second season. But like I said, originally I watched it and I was waiting for, oh, you're these characters, you're these characters, you're these characters. Then you realise that the show's not here to answer the characters about, it's not here to show you the origins of the characters from the films. That actually sidesteps that. But then again, it doesn't have a perfect ending. I've been very vague. All right. <laughs> Thanks. You're about to go into it. I think you should go in blind as possible. Tom, I think you should watch it because you can get on the ground floor. It's good. Okay. It's fine. It's worth your time. It's very highly recommended. I just think it will get a better grade if there's a second season to finish it. Okay. It's a bit anticlimactic, but it's got very good acting. It's very beautiful. Netflix have really given it the money. Um, there is some good stuff. You have to pay attention because time flips everywhere. So you have to be paying attention. A second watch is most probably needed. Um, but I love it. Yeah, like a lot of flashbacks as well, isn't it, as well? As all that stuff. It makes sure you pay attention. Okay. It's very intelligent. That's why I always like Jew on it. It's not just a stupid yeah. Dasha film. It's proper... Yeah, you got to focus. Heredity or like, you know, like those type of films are... Um, What's it? Get out and um hereditary yeah. recent years. You know those clever films that make you think the Babadook. Yeah, or is he? I love those ones. Babadook. I mean, people say it's not scary, but the relationship between the mother and the child in that film is more scary than anything else. <laughs> it's not about the monster; it's about the relationship between the mother and the son. Do you yeah, know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. But she, Tom, you've seen it, right? The Babadook. Um, Babadook. I know of it. I've never actually watched the whole thing. It's terrifying because the really, really, trust me, Tom. What, you like it? It's about, about you, you like it. Trust me. Yeah, it's about the mother could just take that kid out at any time, and she doesn't. But it's amazing because you're on tenterhooks because she looks like she's about to slit, slit his throat. But anyway, um, go watch it. Um, I'm also happy to report that there are no former pop singers in this show. It's oh, <laughs> That's good. Well, I mean, you did you did kind of lose me halfway through when you started talking about Japanese schoolgirls. Just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, Fuck you. <laughs> oh my days, Tom! I didn't even clock it. How did I miss that? How? <laughs> no, but I'm ben, 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 ben just basically swerved me so good. I, I didn't didn't focus. I'm not fucking Ashton Kutcher. Shut your face. Um, <laughs> um like I'm. I would love to slap Aston Kutcher. Um, there's another enemy for the list. Um, 
But basically, well, that's your picture ever done to you? Yeah, I'm thinking, what the hell? He's made terrible films. Um, oh, come uh, on, you're not Charlie Sheen, Sheen boy. Um, basically, um, to end on a good note, I've enjoyed this show. Uh, go watch it. Um, I can't really go into it too much without spoiling it. Both go watch it, please. Oh, I will. Done. Okay. Perfect. Netflix, both of you. Right, cool. Tom, you're up. Okay. Does it involve dead bodies? Well, um, how have we done that quota this week with Juan? Does it involve dead bodies? This week, no. I don't think anything that I have involves dead bodies, actually. Yay. <laughs> Shout out. You're getting... Some fans have told me you're getting a bit of a reputation as the what's wrong with Tom. I like murder mystery. What is the problem with that? That's that's a question. (laughs) Also, people want to know if you can be hired for murder mystery weekends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm always available. That's how we branch out into Comic Con (laughs) when it comes back. I'm joining Tom for the murder mystery anime weekend with Troy. Whatever Ben's doing, we're not doing it for whatever I'm doing. Whatever it involves is probably Japanese pop stars and schoolgirls. Yeah. Yes. Fuck both of you. <laughs> Tom, you're check, on the check your ages first, Noel. Check your ages. <laughs> Why did I do this podcast with you cunts? <laughs> Get on with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So, um, I'm going to keep it quite brief this week. I'm going to talk about a show that I'm very, it's very unlikely either of you have ever heard of. It's a comedy Okay. Only lasted for two series. It's called Chelmsford One Two Three. Oh, never heard of that. The what now? Chelmsford One Two Three. How do I spell this? Chelmsford. <laughs> it's um C H E L M S. It's Chelm. It's the place Chelmsford. It's a place in England. For 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 foreigners, that's a very posh twatty place. It's a place in England. And it's set in the year AD one two three. What the hell is this? So basically, it's 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 dealing with um, kind of the battles between the locals led by a chieftain who's played by Rory McGrath. Oh, you've already got me at Rory McGrath. (laughs) And the um, wait, is it the um? They think it's all over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's him. He did he did this sitcom like three or four years earlier. Wow. 90, 80, 88 to 1990. Like I say, it wasn't like a big success commercially, but it was a good show. It was a Channel 4 show. Bloody hell, you guys are bringing the classics today. I bought recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I know it was Retro Week, I would have bought Mighty Morphin Power <laughs> <laughs> and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. God damn it. Fair enough. But anyway, yeah. So basically, you're, the thing is, you've got the locals led by Rory McGrath, and then the um, the Roman um, I'm trying to think what the word is, the governor. So they've got a new governor who's been sent over as a punishment for insulting um, the emperor's horse, wow. who's been sent to England where it's cold and wet, and he's going to hate it. And it's basically him being outwitted week in week out because he's utterly naive, posh boy being out, outwitted by the kind of working class people is basically the premise of this show. So Rory McGrath's people, Rory McGrath is the chieftain and he kind of plays along with the Romans. He's nice to them. He sucks up to them because he knows he has to. Yeah. But at the same time, he's always getting one over on them. And he's always doing like 
cheeky things in there. The people he's got are dirty, they're disgusting, they never wash. There's loads of just typical jokes about the way the Brits are, <laughs> essentially. Um, the main Roman guy is, uh, is played by a guy called Jimmy Mulville. You okay. might not know him. He's wow. a very, very, he's a very funny guy. He's a very good comedian, but he actually formed the company called um, Top Hat Productions that do virtually all the comedy on Channel Four. Oh, so he does that. He's the guy he created. Him and a couple of mates from uni created Top. Um, is it Top Hat or Hat Trick Productions? One second. I think it's Hat Trick Productions actually. Yeah, Hat Trick Productions. So it's that picture. You know, on the front of loads of um, Channel 4 shows, there's a picture of a top hat upside down yeah. with a rabbit next yeah. to it. Oh, that, but, top... that was him. Oh, my dear. So he created that company. So he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. He doesn't yeah, need I, to I, work. Yeah. He only does shows that he does for the sheer fun of it. Hmm. And he's only had to do that since, like, the mid-80s. He hasn't actually had to work. He's done it only because he enjoys it. Perfect. So he kind of picks and chooses and does stuff with his mates, basically. And that's one of the things I love about it. It's also got... It's one of... Um, Neil Pearson. Oh. Yeah, but this is before he became famous. Plays one of my absolute favourite characters, a character called Mungo, who is oh. pretend, pretends to be stupid, but every week he's, he, he introduces himself with a different descriptor, and then there's a joke about it. So my absolute favourite is the very first one where the Roman emperor, the, the chief, the top Roman guy, the governor, walks in, and he's introducing himself to everyone in the pub, basically. And Mungo comes up and says, Hi, they call me Mungo the Contradictory. Do they? Nope. <laughs> and it's one of my favourite jokes of all time. It's just... Mungo <laughs> the Contradictory. Well, it's a good setup, and it's like, wham, bam, thank you, man. Yeah. And um, what was it? they call me Mungo the Evasive. Why is that? Who wants to know? That kind of thing. It's just really stupid. Really, really stupid. <laughs> But for tw- like 25 minutes, if you want to just have mindless, silly comedy, it is an absolute gem of the period. Roy McGrath is funny. Neil Neil Pearson is funny. Tom Melville is funny. And the rest of the cast are all brilliant as well. They all basically went to university together, the vast majority of them. And they were in a thing a few years earlier called Who Dares Wins, which I might talk about one day, which was kind of a sketch show. Yeah. But basically, all of them just continued to work with each other until the early 90s, doing stuff that they enjoyed. And also, because Jimmy Mulville was able to finance the stuff, he could put on shows for his mates, basically. Mm. That's what we're doing. <laughs> it's definitely worth the watch. I think it is available on, um, on all four. Oh, it was definitely okay. a Channel 4 programme originally, and it was available for a time on all four. I've got it on DVD, but... Yeah, I've got a DVD. Yeah. Came out, <laughs> it, didn't, it finally came out on DVD in 2011. So basically, it was impossible to find it for like 20 years, and then suddenly someone went, hey, let's put that on streaming services and do a DVD. Yeah. And it... I wonder if it was well. cheap to buy. What's that? I wonder if the licence was cheap to buy. <laughs> no idea. But... Like I say, it's stupid, but it's very funny, and it's totally worth it just to have a silly laugh. It's a little bit dated, because it is the early 90s, but, yeah, it is just good fun, and it's just stupid humour. And, like I say, it's worth a watch. Bing. Okay. <laughs> Surprise. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, <sighs> I'm gonna set myself up in case you decide to knock me off my ass again. <laughs> I'm not, I'm torn between two shows to talk about at the moment. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to talk about one that, once again, you might remember, you might not. It's called the Eleven O'clock Show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. I mean, there were other things since it. Basically, it was the forerunner to Brass Eye. Yeah, if you remember that. Yeah. And you, it, basically, it was just a satirical comedy show on Channel Four. Eleven o'clock news. No, no, no. It was the Eleven O'clock Show. Eleven o'clock show. So it was on at eleven o'clock on a month on Channel Four. It like may have even been a, <laughs> it might have even been a hat trick production again. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Possibly yeah. not though. I don't know. But I mean, the main the main thing from this is it was kind of set up a bit like a news night kind of thing, that kind of stuff. But it was also um, it launched. Uh, well, the big people that it launched were Ricky Gervais, got his big break on the 11 o'clock show. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. Brought uh, Ali G. Ali G. Yeah, that's that's where Ali G was born. Originally, it was just called the vo- the Voice of Youth or something. But didn't, yeah. They didn't even give it a name for <laughs> Ali G. He was just an yeah, interviewer. Well. He was the Voice of the Youth. <laughs> it, man, yeah, from the States, massive. Yeah. yeah, that show made him. Yeah, basically. Ali and G. Then, um... Houseman, what do you think, Richard? Sorry. I'm gonna stop that. Now. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> Julie. Do you remember me, Julie, from Waitrose? Troy? Yeah. yeah, Julie. I always yeah. made a laugh. Anyway, um, let's keep going. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, yeah. So, Ali G, obviously, you've heard of. It also, um, it was Mackenzie Crook's first thing as well. It was also where he met Ricky Gervais. Because obviously, Mackenzie Crook then ended up as one of the main players in The Office okay. a couple of years later. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, it was. I absolutely loved it. It only lasted for a couple of years. Yeah, it was kind but of I short. absolutely loved it as a show. It was just, it was stupid. It was topical. It, it hit, it hit on the nerve of things quite a few times. I mean, the Ali G stuff. I know it became very, very different over time. But when he started off as the interviewer, it was so clever the way he used to get people to say things that they did not mean because he was meaning it in a completely different way, and everyone just assumed he was thick. Mm. And so he got, he got some of the best interviews. Like Tony Ben, people like that, admitting that they got admit. He asked if Tony Ben if he got caned, and obviously he meant, has he done cocaine? Tony Ben was talking about being hit by a cane in school, <laughs> and getting Tony Ben to go, yes, I was caned many times. Ah, <laughs> just <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, I, I mean, I absolutely love that that version of Ali G was my. I mean, don't get me wrong, I actually enjoy Ali G as a concept. It was stupid yeah. beyond belief, but I did enjoy it. Uh, but that was when he was at his absolute best, when people didn't know that they were being set up. Because after after a while, obviously, when it became the Ali G show and stuff, people knew what they were letting themselves in for when they went on it. Yeah. When he started, people didn't have a clue what was about to hit them. And it was brilliant. <laughs> and yeah, I just, just I happened by chance to catch an old episode of it a couple of days ago. I thought, I've got to talk about this at some point. Well, I started watching that again. That was a great show. Yeah. So that that's that those are my two recommendations this week. I know they're quite short in terms for me, but both of them definitely, definitely recommend. Very different types of comedy, but both really worth the watch. What a punchy episode this has been. 
Love it. Right. You know, Jesus, it's like the old days of syndrome where you used to do under 40 minutes. What the hell's mm. going on today? <laughs> Just <laughs> Troy's ill, I'm ill. <laughs> I've had a traumatic week. Yeah, so none, none of us want to be on too long. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we've got it down. And Dan's <laughs> we, love you, no, we love you, Dan. Um, um, yeah, so we are going to be hopefully on Spotify and iTunes within the next couple of weeks. We're deciding to change our provider because we're still waiting to be put up. So we'll have something come out in the next couple of weeks, won't we, Tom? I hope so, yes. Finally, yeah. god damn it. We're nearly at episode 20. How the fuck are we not on iTunes and Spotify? <laughs> um, if we're listening to this when we are, ignore that last comment. <laughs> okay, well, that's that for me then. Um, it's good, but so um, next week, hopefully, we can find the key and get Dan out, and maybe we'll step time in there. I don't know. Oi. Those time we got put in the cupboard. Yeah, I don't think Troy and Dan are the same person. I don't think we've managed to get them in the room for more than five minutes so far. <laughs> so, Tom, which one of us is going to miss the first episode of Syndrome? Oh God, who knows? You, you, and I have both tried to stick with it every single week so far. So, I don't think Dan or Troy can do it without us. We, we tried it. So you can't say it's happening. You've never done it yet. This is very close to being a uh, Dan Troy Tom lineup last night. It was, it was, but it didn't happen. Yeah, the first one. I wasn't well. I was in a great mood, yeah. So yeah. That's the good thing about having four guys now. You never know which you're gonna get. Yeah. You hey, you, 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 you guys only know I can easily do it without you guys. It's about charm, <laughs> charm, it's all done. Oh, God. <laughs> My charm faithful will keep me going. Don't worry about it. Oh, God. Yeah, I've not heard anyone go, yeah, you know that charm thing. You want to what do you mean? Yeah, has anyone <laughs> actually jumped to your defense at any point in hey, your people, defense hey, of charm? Lying, hey, anyone people lying. They've been hitting me up. They're like, hey, Troy, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So they're sending you messages online. We'll yeah, forward yeah, them yeah. so we can see them. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying I, I delete them, you know. But yeah, it's another story. I can smell <laughs> shit from the other side of the phone line, and this is the even smell of vision. It's amazing. What do you mean? The minute Troy starts talking, I can just smell shit out the window. <laughs> but I've got a gutter problem. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't have a gutter problem. Um, so what I'm sa- so I think we should wrap it up. Do it. Okay. That's goodbye for me. Bye for me. Goodbye for me. See you later, people.